Alrighty, hello, internet world. Woo, we're back. We're back. Official um, episode one of Things You Don't Hear in Church. Yeah, I've been excited about this. My name is Ethan Peterson. I'm here with the co-host. Gary Brooks, the co-host himself. I, uh, last week, when we did our intro episode, I called him the co-host. I meant to say that I was also a co-host, and we are both co-hosting the show. And the name the co-host just stuck. Now my nickname is the co-host. That does not mean anything about me. Like, I, I, we're both equally co-hosts. But I'm the co-host. He's the co-host. Yeah. If we add more people to the show, then they'll just be co-hosts, but he's always going to be the co-host. Yep, the co-host. Yeah. All right, so Derry, how are you? I'm pretty good. We just started um, all of our DTS preparations this week. Can you explain what DTS is for those who don't know? Yeah, so we're in YOM, Youth of the Mission, and our main job here, at least my main job, is being DTS staff, discipleship training school, which is basically a school where we have a whole bunch of youth come out and uh, train how to be missionaries, and we send them out into the nations. That's what I do, and that's what my passion is. So we're just training for that. Um, We have a couple speakers coming this week, and just training how to do small groups, how to lead certain different times, rules, stuff like that. Fun stuff. Yep. Good stuff, my guy. Yep. And yeah, staff training is also in full swing for myself. I'm also with YWAM, not right now with DTS. I'm with another school that we run called the School of Missions and Evangelism. It's like, I don't know, it's it's also geared towards mission, but it's more like DTS is like the student like heart and restoring the, the, the student's heart and relationship to God and understanding who God is. Mm, biblical and, fundamentals. Yeah, the, the basic fundamentals of Christian life and discipleship, hence the name Discipleship Training School. Yeah. But the School of Missions and Evangelism is, okay, now you know this information about God, we're going to teach you how to share it with the world and teach you how to like pioneer ministries and stuff. Mm. So we're actually sitting in the SOME classroom right now, and it's, it's actually a workshop right now. It's just... Got painted walls. Paint everywhere. There's like the, the, the mats that you have laying out. Random right. wood. Yeah, we have a piece of wood right next to us as a soundboard. Yep, it's working great. <laughs> this is the most ghetto podcast setup I've ever seen in my life. Yep. But it's good. Yeah, it's been a busy week. Today's Wednesday. You're hearing this on Saturday. My dudes. But it's Wednesday, my dudes. Uh, quick insight to me and Derry. We both love memes. So on this podcast, if you love memes, you'll probably get a couple of those references. Yep. Um, but anyways, moving on. Dude, I want to ask you a question. You want to ask me a question? Okay. So we've all seen the new Star Wars trailer that's mm-hmm. come out. Hopefully we've all seen it. But before we talk about that, which of the Star Wars movies are your favorite? Do you like the new ones? Do you like the prequels? Do you like the originals? What are the best ones in your opinion? And okay. which ones did you grow up with? Like, right. what did you start watching? Right. I always grew up watching Star Wars, so like, I've seen all, I think like nine of them now, because I've seen like one through six, like episode one through six. I think there's ten. I thought this the last one was going to be the tenth one. I think Solo was ten. Oh, maybe. Um, but yeah, so I guess my favorite overall are episodes four and five, but when I was a kid, okay. CGI-wise, uh, it was episode three, yeah. or episode two, hands down. Like, yeah. the Clone Wars, that big battle scene... Absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. but also understand the side of it where it's like, we don't like Jar Jar Binks, and we think this is mainly for little kids, and yep. it, it makes sense because I was a little kid when I saw it, and I loved it. Yep. But yeah, I think episode four and five are probably my favorite with Luke Skywalker, of course. Ooh. 
I think I agree. I just love like episode three when they start off and they're in that like space battle and doing all those maneuvers and then oh, they, oh I forgot they about have, that. like go into the enemy ship and like cut into it and they're fighting all the like yeah. all the battle droids. This is just super cool. I don't know. I totally it's forgot awesome. about that. That's like Yep. There's I, so many that's, good parts. Oh my movies. gosh, now I wanna watch it. I'm trying to watch those movies. Anyways, um episode the, what, seven and eight? I did, Solo was okay. I didn't. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah, I have really no opinions on it. It was a good like. This isn't an important Star Wars movie. Movie, right? Like, it's like we want to make money. Yeah, it's it wasn't important. Movie. It was Star Wars. We watched it. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't impactful for the storyline, so I'm okay with it being less than great. Yep. Um, Rogue One. I think that's the right name for it. I absolutely loved Rogue One. I think everybody did. That's the most popular one. That um, the, the ending led perfectly. It's like mm-hmm. uh, if you watch. The Hobbit, it's like the ending of The Last Hobbit went into the beginning of The Fellowship. Yeah. Spoiler, but it's been out for years, so it's like <laughs> if you didn't know that. Um, like, Rogue One's ending goes straight into episode four, which I love. It's, yeah. I, I love cool. it so much. Super cool. Um, the actual Star Wars saga, like main movies with the seven and eight, I had. I saw seven, I liked it, had high hopes for eight. Very high hopes for eight. And I feel let down, to be honest, because... Yeah. The character development in Kylo Ren could have gone so well to make him this sinister villain. They just kept yeah. him this little boy. They didn't like grow him at all. It hurts me because he had like such opportunity. Mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker, I don't know what happened to him. I'm kind of mad about it. Like, yeah. Just gave up on the Jedi Council. He has weird powers. He's kind of strange now. I don't understand the Force anymore. Now you can astral project. and it's. I don't like it at all. My main like concern with 8 was that they could have made the villain so, so cool. Like, they could have done Snoke. so much stuff with Snoke. Oh, my and gosh. Like, and the books and stuff. Like, they're, me and my friends talked for hours about, like, the fan theories and, like, the deep, deep, deep holes, like, we went in for that movie. And then he just dies. And you're like, what? And like, you could have done so many more yeah. movies with that guy. I feel like they introduced a really big character. And they're like, oh, this is going to be super awesome. And it was. And it was mystical. And it was, yeah. like, like, dark and confusing. It was mm. a cliffhanger. But then the directors kind of were like... Oh, we don't want to go that route anymore. And yeah. we want to focus on Rey and Kylo yeah. and Luke Skywalker. And I feel like they probably just try to do too much and and they rush through it. Yeah. Because Snoke would have been such a really yeah. good villain. I almost thought it would cool. <laughs> something else. It's been really interesting seeing like the fan theories for the newest movie. Like people talking about who's going to be the next big bad guy because they think it's like, Ray, the rivalry is going to end. It definitely could be Ray. Like, they're playing off a lot of dark themes in this trailer. She's got about, some <laughs> unsolved childhood trauma. Yeah. <laughs> people saying she could be like Sidious's clone and stuff like this. Like I've heard about that. Crazy I don't stuff. know. If, I don't know, though. It'd I think you cool. would have told me about that. It would be really cool. I'm excited to see what happens. I thought it they come out on Christmas, but... I don't know when it comes out. I'm excited to see what they do after it, though. Because they, from what I've heard, this is the last one in, like... The, the trilogy of these movies and then mm-hmm. they're just gonna not start over but they're gonna start making original content that's not in the books um, oh. I'm interested to see if they do it well or not because they could make it really good but it could also I would say there's more opportunity for it to suck but it could definitely be okay <laughs> it could be okay yeah it's just hard because like I think about what Disney did with the Marvel Cinematic Universe right yeah all those movies are good movies Okay, and here's my thing about Marvel movies. When Disney runs them, they only can ever be good movies. Yeah. Like, the plot line always is the same. Yep, always. Right? Blockbuster. And it's always. It's, yeah. And they do it because they know it's a cookie-cutter movie that everyone's going to go see. Yep. You know what to expect. It makes sense. I'm a consumer. I get it. Yep. But as far as movie depth and, and like, insight and, like, an- analyzing movies, it's not more than good. Yeah, it's plain. The CGI is amazing. That's where it yeah. exceeds CGI. Yep. Marvel takes the cake every time. Yep. 
but you're not going to get like a Dark Knight trilogy yeah. with Disney Marvel. Yep. You know, Dark Knight trilogy's superhero, but it makes it feel like a detective drama movie. Yep. It tests like the social boundaries and it actually makes you understand like, oh shoot, like Joker's actually just insane and he doesn't actually want revenge. Yeah. And I think Marvel did a good job with that with uh, Thanos as well because... Yeah, that's true. If you take... So if you're not a Christian, right, you don't look at God in the picture of, the, of your worldview and you just look at how the Marvel world is, it makes sense if you were Thanos. Like, yeah. It doesn't make... Like, it definitely makes a lot of sense. He's not... Like, they're not dying. They're just ceasing to exist. Yeah. Um, so I get He's it. He's trying to help. I get it. He's really trying to help. He should have just wiped out the Avengers as well, but... My buddy leaned over to me at the end of uh, of the first one where they introduced Thanos, um, like when he snaps his fingers and kills everybody, and he leans over to me at the end of the movie and he goes, was it bad that I sympathized with Thanos? <laughs> I was like, no, dude, I totally understand what you're talking about. Absolutely. But it was funny. And if you think that we're messed up, you're like, how can you do that? You haven't spent a lot of thought in it. I'm going to yeah. be real with you. Yeah. It's definitely like... A secular worldview, and it's a very humanistic worldview that he has, and it's honestly not one that's like far from what a lot of people believe if they go to the end of their worldviews. Right. It's very right. interesting. People wouldn't admit it though. Right. But it is the logical conclusion of a lot of uh, worldviews today. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, because you, you, so even talking about different worldviews, you'll get someone with a humanistic, um, atheistic worldview, and they'll say it's not right. Thanos killed every human, like half of humanity, and all sentient life. Yeah. And you ask them why. Because yeah. it's not right. Well, why is it not? How, how do you claim sentient life is valuable? You yeah. don't have a claim to that. You don't. It's you have so, no it's need. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's really fun. <clears throat> wow. It's really fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> waiting for that to happen. It's really fun. Uh, not fun, but it's funny. You can do this to atheists if you talk to them. They're like, talk about morality and just ask them, like, hey, does this matter? And they'll say, no. They're like, okay, I'm just going to, like, if I kill you, will you care? Because if you're going to be honest with your convictions... You have to say no. Right. Or else it's not a logical train. I did meet one guy, though, who was... When I was in Greece, I was talking to him. And he was at least intellectually honest with us. Mm-hmm. And he was saying he was an atheist and the most immoral person I've ever met. And I was like, well, dude, I don't believe you. You're in Doctors Without Borders. Like, you're doing good things. Well, he was? Yeah. And he said he was the most immoral person? Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, no, you're not. He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't care about anyone here. He's like, I'm just doing this to help my career. I was like, oh, okay, maybe. Wow, interesting. But at the end of the day, I was asking him, I was like, what's good then? Like, what do you define as good? Mm-hmm. And he's like, if... So at, early in this conversation, he told me that life has no meaning. But he said, good is whatever helps you achieve your purpose in life. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, well, you said there's no meaning to life, so what's, why would you have purpose? You have no purpose. And he's like, well, I mean, like, whatever you want to do. And I was like, okay, so is Hitler good? That's like the, really like the end-all question, end question, usually. Yeah, always. He was intellectually honest, and he's like, if Hitler's purpose was to kill a lot of Jews... Then yes, he was good. He did a great job. And I was like, I was kind of like surprised that he said that, but I was like, I mean, he's going to be honest. He's being integral. Yeah, it's crazy. That's the end of your logical path mm-hmm. to agree with that. So it's so interesting. Yeah, we didn't really agree on much, and we we were like bantering back and forth, joking. We, we, he was a good attitude. Like he had a good attitude. Yeah. yeah. And so it wasn't like an angry debate. It was just like a lighthearted conversation about morality. Mm-hmm. And so cool. That was a good time. But yeah, Star Wars episode. I don't know, 11, 10, that's coming out. Or it will be episode 10, but it'll yeah, be like yeah. the... Oh, no, episode 9. 9, yeah. But it's like the 11th movie. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Yeah, right. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yep, because there's only two segues that came off of it. Um, yes. I don't know. I'm really scared for it. Like, I I didn't have a lot of hope in the franchise to begin with, so I don't think mm-hmm. my expectation is very high. Yeah. And that the franchise hasn't, like... 
gone far beyond what I kind of expected it to do anyways. It's been really cool to see the lightsabers and like the pew pews and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I love it. Just go to the Catholic Church, bro. You'll <laughs> see a bunch of pew pews. <laughs> Um, I loved it, but it hasn't like blown me out of the water so far. Like the storyline can be improved on so much. Yeah, I don't think they will. But if they get someone legit in there to direct those movies and write a really good storyline with really really intricate backstories for all the characters and especially the villain and make people love the villain, then they can do a good job. But they won't. So. Yeah, it's like I have about as much hope for any original Star Wars movie being created after this year as I do for this supposed Lord of the Rings TV series coming out. <laughs> I'm one of the biggest Lord of the Rings fan you will meet. And I'm terrified that this series is going to suck. They got the guy from We Are the Millers, who's the kid. Mm-hmm. Who's, they know he's like, wait, you guys are getting paid for this? Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah. So they're getting that guy with the eyebrows um, to wow. be Elrond, which makes sense. kind of looks like him. But Interesting. Like, uh, the thing is, they've done a show like that well before, but it is Amazon. But they, I've never seen the Amazon show. They maybe can do it well. Amazon's made some okay stuff. I've never seen any of it, but I've heard that it's I want Netflix to do it and make it, like, they do as good as Stranger Things or Black Mirror or... Yeah. Don't make it weird like that, but, like, that level of excellent execution. There have been a lot of good shows like Lord of the Rings movies that are shows that have been good. And I think people have such a fan base for that kind of stuff that I think it'll do well, but... They could mess it up, I guess. Like, the CGI yeah. and stuff could just be terrible. Like, Maze Runner, right? So that guy who is playing Elrond, mm-hmm. he was in Maze Runner as well. I read the Maze Runner books. If I directed those, they'd be almost rated R, because those books are so crazy. Like, yeah, they're crazy. The, the prequel is very violent, and I was, like, shocked that this is, like, a kid's, like, a children's teenager yeah. book. I was like, what in the world? Yeah. I think I was 18 when I read it, and I was like, this is for 15-year-olds, or, like, 14 or 13-year-olds? Mm-hmm. But, uh, like... There were such good books, and I saw the movies, and I was like, it was such trash, I didn't see, I don't think I went past the first one. I was like, I'm not watching anymore. I can't remember if I've seen the other ones. I feel like I have, but I can't remember. I was just so, nope, I did watch the second one, because I remember they introduced that girl. You like, the you girls like in the, the first one. You like the mazes in the first one, though? Okay, the mazes were cool. The mazes were super cool. But like, I don't know, yeah, the the they, they shot weird. a guy when he should have been stabbed, or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But all that stuff, and yeah, I didn't watch two, I don't think they made a third one yet. I, no I know idea. the main actor broke his leg at, in a stunt. Oh, okay. So they had to halt on production, but... I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyways, have you seen that movie? Oh, it's with Ryan Gosling. And that, like, he goes... So he goes back in time, kind of, like, to kill himself. And it's almost like this. Like, he sees an older version of himself trying to kill himself. Looper? No. Looper's with the guy from Star Wars. Hayden Christensen, who jumps... He's I forget what it is. Oh, it's not... That's not Looper. That's Jumper. It might be Looper. Jumper, that's what I meant. Yeah. Jumper is the Avatar Star Wars. Looper is the one... Looper's that one. But I don't know if that's the movie you're talking about, because that's with Bruce Willis. Yeah, that's it. It's not Ryan that's Gosling. That's the one you've seen? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of Blade Runner. That's why I thought of Ryan Gosling. But I am um, thinking of Looper. Yeah. Okay, so with Looper, right, that guy goes back in time to, like, kill a younger version of himself, mm-hmm. which is a huge paradox. I haven't seen it, so... Or I haven't seen it in a long time, so I can't really go to in depth about it mm-hmm. but I want to ask this question I know we talked about it a little bit earlier with our group of friends in the week but if you were walking down the street and you saw an exact clone of yourself what would you do? Um, people who know me know I love to go super deep with myself and try to understand myself better so I'd probably just make friends with myself and just go super deep into who <laughs> we are like ask each other questions and kind of get each other's opinions on who we are because you always know, like, whenever you're internally processing something, it's great. Like, I'm an internal processor, but whenever I get someone else to kind of talk with me through everything else, mm-hmm. I just understand myself so much better. 
So if I had another me who has had all my experiences before and like we could kind of bounce off each other to like figure out more of who we are and like how things from our childhood affects us, like, man, that would be like my favorite thing to do. And we could hang out like nothing every morning because we could just always, <laughs> I'd always have someone to like play a sport with or talk, <coughs> talk with. You know, fun like things. I always want to practice new jujitsu moves. And I never... You don't have, have anyone who wants to do jujitsu. Yeah. And so now I have someone <laughs> who's just excited about it as I am. That's funny. You just play guitar and sing with each other? Yeah. Yeah. I think if I saw myself... If I was walking down the street and all of a sudden there's a clone of me, I would think that the government did something really weird with my DNA and I had no idea. Yeah, it's probably the most likely thing. Or like, I'd be like, Illuminati, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I'd be like... You're from some alternate reality, yeah. and if we both exist here, it's going to cave in. Have you seen The Island, the movie The Island? Mm-hmm. It's not. old. It's with a guy from Star Wars, okay. Mace Windu. Or no, not Mace Windu. Samuel L. Uh, Jackson? No, no. Uh, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. And, oh, Liam Neeson. Um, he's, they literally, it's just the government creates this like place they call The Island, which is just mm-hmm. this like factory that like makes people, but they think that they're on this island, and like they win a ticket to go... Um, I'm sorry, they're in this facility. They think they want a ticket to go to this island to live in paradise forever. They think they're humanity. When really they're just like these like meat baskets for other people. Like, uh, How old is it? Uh, 2004 or something like that, okay. I think. But like celebrities will just pay to have another one of them grown. So when they need an operation or like a new body part, oh. they just like cut it off of their clone and like give it to themselves. And they don't ever see the clone or anything like that. They're just kept in like this warehouse. And like the the things do the clones that, live or they just yeah the clones that are alive think that they're in this facility and that they're going to go to this island one day it's like a lottery system but every time like a they, number is called someone leaves right they just go chop and they them go up. kill them and oh take my like a but no one knows because they just think they're winning this like trip to the island and it's like humanity's last hope so it's, it's such a good movie it's okay like, so if you take if they don't have souls I guess it's not murder but it's still like messed up because you're making it conscious yes, it's so interesting. It's an interesting topic. You're like, making a conscious being, and then you're killing it. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know if you would, how you would tell if it has a soul or not. Yeah, it's so interesting, because, like, if we think God creates life, and he's the one that breathes life, is that only, like, in a womb, or can that be in, like, any situation? Right. Like, is any living human being have a soul? I would say yes, probably, even if they're, like, made in a Petri dish. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting to think about. Like, if I create a human being with just, like, these two little parts over here in this dish, and yeah. it grows, like, will it have a soul? I think, is it murder? I think so. Right. And is it murder to kill it? It's, it's so, so it's interesting. Because really, yeah. people are doing, like, stem cell stuff now that way, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's I mean, definitely, it, like, a, a moral dilemma we have to figure out now. I totally understand that, oh, I need a surgery. Why not get an exact count, like, exact replica? Yeah. And if it's not morally wrong, then I can have a clean conscience. I understand the perks of it. But uh, I think if I saw myself walking down the street, yeah, I'd think something went wrong somewhere. And I'd say, there's no way we can both survive. I would go up, like, <laughs> knowing myself, I would have this conversation. Like, we'd both be like, hey, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, Ethan. He'd be like, what's up? I'm like, you know what I'm about to say? He'd say, yeah. I'm like, so when are we going to fight? <laughs> like, it's going to be a fight to the death. Like, one of us has to win. Either that or he'd think that I was going to go that way because I like to be civil. And mm-hmm. I just get to jump on him and I just knock him out. And then, like, yeah. I'd have to kill him. Like, I see no other option for me living my life like normal, other than because if I see a clone, I'm like, this guy's evil. Like I don't, I know I'm good. Yeah, yeah. He's, in every he, movie, he's got to be evil. Way. He yeah. has to be. Like there's no, yep. there's no other option. I can just see you like walking, and you see him, and he sees you, and instantly both of you just <laughs> snap, and you just like run and try to grab run like things to kill other. each other. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, you both instantly know what's going on. I'm like, oh, we're doing it! <laughs> I've thought about this so much. <laughs> you gotta be prepared in case you see yourself walking down the road one day. Yeah, that's so interesting. Uh, one time I was in a in the mall, I had... I was dating this girl in high school, and I was mad at her, so I had, like, an angry face on, and I was, like, like a furrowed, like, brow and, like, angry. Mm-hmm. You know, you were pissed off, right? Yeah. And I was walking through the store looking for her, and I'm like, where is she? We're already late. I gotta go. And I was mad. And I, and I walk, and I, and I see this person across the way looking at me. Sorry, I'm unlocking my computer right now. Um, I see this person looking at me, and he's giving me this angry look, and I'm angry. I'm, like, pissed off because I'm like, what's up, dude? You got a problem? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm in a bad mood. I don't, why are you looking at me like you want to fight? And then I realized it's a mirror. And <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. And that was when I got so embarrassed. And I was like, Ethan, there's really no reason to be upset. Like, yeah. life's okay. Yep. And that was like when I really started like thinking about calming down. I'm like, Ethan, you need it. I was like seven. I was like 16. You need to calm down. I was 16. And I was just like, oh, it's me. Oh, I messed up. That's like, okay. Embarrass myself by looking, like seeing what I look like and seeing the anger portrayed, like knowing that's what other people th- see. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dang, I don't want people to think I'm a jerk. Yeah. And that was, I was like, started reflecting on, like, why, why do I look like I should just, like, at least control my anger? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. All right, well, let's get into the next topic. So, this has been randomness. Now we're going to talk about a cultural issue. And the cultural issue we want to talk about this week is plastic straws. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Are they Hitler? Are they the new Hitler? What's going on? Do we need to start buying metal straws? How do we know? Are they killing the turtles? Here's the thing. Straws, and this whole topic of straws, it really blew up last year. Yeah. Uh, when you and I were in Thailand together, I remember walking through their equivalent of Costco and seeing like this aisle. Mountains. Like mountains, straws mountains, as straws. far as the eye could see. I just I remember we looked at each other and we're like, oh my god. Like, if you guys ever been to Costco or like Sam's Club or something like that, you know how they have those just like scaffolding full of just bulk food, right? So we walk into the store and just scaffolding, like to the ceiling, straws. just straws. Different colored straws. Yep. Any type of straw you could want. Millions of them. And so I took a video, I took. I did this multiple times whenever I saw these straws. I took a video of it and posted it on Instagram. I was like, straws galore, I love it. <laughs> so many people replied to me like, why are you like this? Why are you like, why do you hate the earth? What's wrong with you? Like, they're basically, they're... Okay, mostly they were what we would call basic white girls, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the pumpkin spice latte and it's like yeah, high yeah. fashion. And it's like, and they're mad that I'm using straws. And that is what really started, my, at least on my part, like my campaign against the campaign against plastic straws, right? <laughs> like people are like plastic straws are killing the world. They're hurting turtles, and I just get so upset because the same people who are telling me not to use plastic straws are tell. Isn't that my phone? I thought I had that, baby. I was on sounds. Oh, that's embarrassing. Anyways. This is your campaign against the campaign against plastic straws. Right. My protest against the protest for straws. (laughs) It's like they're always like, stop it. Stop using plastic straws. They're killing the earth. Like, yo, you're wearing Gucci and Louis Vuitton. (laughs) And you drive a really nice car. The gas industry and the fashion industry are one of the top two most destructive industries in the world. Mm -hmm. To the world. Yeah. So don't tell me I'm wrong when I'm wearing secondhand clothing and driving a 2004 Toyota. It's so interesting. Because like, now they have, I've seen all these people on the internet, um, and they have these metal straws or some like that that like fold up and like pop out now mm. instead of just like having the solid metal ones like a lot yeah. of our friends have. They like come in this box that looks like this like ear pods box kind of thing. Yeah. And like everybody that's cool has them in high school now apparently. 
They're like a, it's a paper straw, you said? Or no, plastic? no, it's a, it's, it's a, not, I don't think it's plastic. I think it's metal. So, okay, but it, but it, like, it like folds up, has springs inside oh. of it. So, like, when you open the thing, it just shoots out and it's like um, this metal straw, and then you can, like, I'm scared of metal it. straws. It's so interesting. Fun people, art. people have great videos of them, like, like opening it, like pointing at their glass and just shooting straight through their glass. Just <laughs> <laughs> like super funny. Break their mom's dishes. Yep. Okay, here's That's the thing. I'm scared of metal straws also because I drank out of one one time. I thought if I trip and fall, oh. this thing's going to my brain. You're done. Like I'm dead. Plastic <laughs> straw's not going to do that. Metal straw's going to kill me. Yeah. So you want to kill humans? You want to kill turtles? Yeah. And it's not that many turtles. It's interesting. I also think like a, I think America does an okay job with like. Plastic and stuff like that. Obviously, we need to get better, right? Yeah. We, we all need to get better. Like plastic straws, I don't think is the first step we need to go into. Probably mm-hmm. need to deal with like the giant plastic cup that we're like selling people <laughs> instead of like the straw, right? And even like when they replace the straw and they give you just the lid, the lid has oh more plastic than that straw. Starbucks does. took away the straws and they reconstructed a new lid. It looks like an adult sippy cup. So they're like, end the plastic straw with this new plastic lid. <laughs> what? It's giant. It's so interesting, but. We're not great at it, but Asia is so oh, much oh worse my. than we are. Yeah. Okay. So much. So America statistically is like one of the top contribu- contributing countries to plastic waste. Like we're up there. Like China's like number one. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I looked it up a couple months ago. And like United States, I think it's like at least top 10, maybe top five. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense. We're a huge country. We're one of the yeah. biggest countries in the world. But you know what also is true on the flip side of that? We're one of the number one countries fighting it. Like, yeah. we might be the biggest, one of the biggest problems, but we're also... We leading, spend the most money. Yeah, we're money. leading the charge yeah. in, it, in, in ending it. Which is good. Yeah, and, like, all, we get so many, like... No, like, no offense or anything to our European friends. We love you guys. But <laughs> so Europeans just come to America and just diss America. They hate sometimes. us, And it's dude, like, they hate us. don't come to my country and then tell me about how much we suck. Yeah. I, that's just disrespectful. Yeah, but also, it's like, because we had many conversations, like, you guys are destroying the planet. I'm like, yeah, we're also doing a lot more than you are. <laughs> you are saving it, save okay? it. <laughs> With your 10,000 person population. It's very I'm interesting. Being, I'm exaggerating. But, yeah. yeah. yeah what's, and it's just a lot different when you have a population of 300 million versus, mm. like, 3 million. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The problem is you have so much of China that just dumps their, like, mm. garbage in the ocean. And yeah. that's where you get all these pictures of, like, these trash islands. The size like, of Texas. Yeah. It's and, bad. Like, okay. And all these fish, yeah. like, dying. Disclaimer. Derry and I don't want the world to be filled with plastic. No. We, it's, a, it's a huge problem. We're for recycling. We're for saving the planet. Yeah. We're just not for hypocrites. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan of hypocrites. Like, I remember I told someone this. I was like, they're like, oh, don't use plastic straws. I was like, are you sure? Because what about those people who wear, like, high fashion and drive cars? And then they were like... Well, I only wear secondhand clothes, and I don't have a license, so I can't drive a car because I don't want to do that. And I was like, I respect that. And they are like, I also don't eat meat because I don't want to add to that. And they're all about every avenue of saving the planet, and I have mad respect for them. They're cool. Like, I'm never going to give them a hard time. Yep. Maybe about being vegan because that's funny. Yep, Hannah. Yep. (laughs) She's not vegan, though, anymore. Whatever. But praise God. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, like if you're real about it in every avenue, I'm all for it. But if mm-hmm. you're just gonna tell me just this plastic straw, hey, stop! I'm just gonna be annoyed. Yep. I won't tell you that, but I am. Yep. So don't talk to me about plastic straws. It's so interesting. <laughs> it's still going on. Uh, Trey Candy just posted a video today about paper straws. Whoa! It was a fake infomercial. Like bad or good? He was saying they suck. Oh, interesting. It was a, it's a fake infomercial. They do. They start falling apart. It's paper in water. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Use hemp for something. Like hemp yeah. would be great. Wow, that'd be a good idea. 
Yeah. You know you can build houses with hemp? Yeah. Hemp's like the most revolutionary product ever. Yeah. The government doesn't want it legalized, though, because they understand how good it is and they lose a lot of money. Yep. It's crazy. Because the government's not controlled by corporations, and corporations don't want to lose money. Ooh. That's maybe, a conversation maybe, for... Maybe we'll talk about that next <laughs> yeah. time. That's a different conversation. <laughs> we'll get into that one a little later. you have any more random facts about straws or hypocrites or anything like that? Um, the only people Jesus was mean to in the Bible were hypocrites. Ooh. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's true. There's like prostitutes, and he's like, I don't condemn you. Yeah, yeah. Go and sin no more. There's tax collectors who are basically like... Like, the equivalent, as bad, like, in society back then, like, as bad as what we would consider rapists now. Like, just the yeah, yeah. disgusting, most disgusting human beings in the world were tax collectors. Because they were Jewish people working for the oppressive government, taxing the Jewish people. So they were, like, traitors to own people. Yeah. And Jesus says, hey, be my disciple. Follow me. He always went to the people that were, like, the last on anyone's list. And the people who society looked at as, like, oh, you're the best. You're awesome. Jesus is, like, you're a hypocrite. Yeah. Go fix yourself before you try to fix others. And he's, like, do what they say, but don't do as they do. Yeah, and Jesus just went to town on them. Yep, it's so interesting. In the most Jesus way. Yep, cool. Always poked fun at them. There'll be like uh, times when they're like, like okay, so the people Jesus is like, like the hypocrites we're talking about are called the Pharisees, who like experts in their what they would consider the Bible. It's called the Torah or the Torah, and they're experts, right? And mm-hmm. Jesus would always would always quote it and be like, "Oh, have you not heard?" Like kind of teasing them, like, yeah, yeah. "You know this information. Yep. Why are you not living?" He speak their language to them. Yeah. And, yeah, Jesus was just revolutionary. We can talk about that in a lot of different podcasts, but most probably the most revolutionary and counterculture uh, religious thinker in mm-hmm. the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, yeah, um, I have nothing else to say on the plastic straw thing other than if you're going to give them up, give up fashion and gas. Don't be a hypocrite. Yeah, be real. All right, let's get into our main topic of the day. Here we go. All right, so the main topic is the problem of evil. Yep. And um, in a little bit, I'm going to let Derry take this away and introduce what the problem of evil is in like psychology and religion and people's questions. But this, this, we wanted to do a subject that was intriguing, but not super like emotionally triggering, I guess, right now. Mm-hmm. Like, because we can get like... Controversial. It's controversial, or not super controversial. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's yeah, because this is a little emotional triggering, but it's not controversial, right? Really, yeah. It, we didn't want to go like way too deep, like the first episode, and then like I don't know. I just we didn't think that was the right yeah way to go. I think that was yeah. wise. Yeah, we wanted to do something that was appealing to most people, and honestly, something that I think like is the number one reason people fall away. Yeah, at least in uh, in speech. Honestly, like, um, and this is going to be really helpful for any of you who have ever asked yourself. How can I follow a God who's good when there's so much evil in the world? Yeah. Like, how can an all-powerful God let Hitler live, right? Have you yeah. ever had those questions, like, continue to listen. This is this is where we're going. So, yeah. Derry, would you like to introduce to us the overall umbrella thought idea of what the problem of evil is, and like, in psychology and religion? Yeah. So, the problem of evil is this. Most people say you're doing evangelism. You walk up to him and you say, hey, why don't you believe in God? And someone will say, well, how can you believe in God if evil exists? I see cancer and rape and death in the world. How could you believe in a God that loves and cares for you if all of this stuff happens? If he was really God, 
why wouldn't he stop all this from happening? I can't believe in a God mm-hmm. that would do or allow something like that. Yeah. And it's a very interesting dilemma. It is, because there's like you're trying to share the gospel and the love of Jesus, and then someone who's not even trying to be a cynic or, or facetious, yeah. they're just being honest. They're like, yeah. how is God good if he let my brother get hit by a car? Yeah. Or like get in a car accident, and get paralyzed, or get hit by a drunk driver, and and be in a hospital and die and lose his memory, like, mm-hmm. or lose his memory then die. But like, <laughs> he lost his memory. He lost everything. <laughs> he died. <laughs> but it's oh, like, no. it's an honest question, and yeah. I know people who have not followed Jesus because they haven't been able to have this question answered. I would say most people. That's probably like the number one thing when we do evangelism and talk to people about stuff. Like probably the number one thing that comes up. I know a lot lately, um, at least three different pastors I've seen on the news lately, one was a worship leader, two others were pastors, refute or uh, renounced Christianity completely because they couldn't answer this topic. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you're intellectually honest with yourself, it's not that hard to figure out as soon as you do some research into it. So it boggles my mind that they, as pastors and worship leaders, would give up just because of this question. Um, but it is definitely a, a very, very emotionally triggering question. It is very hard to answer if you're not willing to go deep um, within yourself and really understand and be able to ask this question. It can be hard to answer. Yeah. Um, but kind of my view on them is more that they kind of wanted to sin and live their own lifestyle. The, so, the worship leader and Yeah. So they just kind of decided to use this as their scapegoat uh, to get out. Because it is such an emotional question and also a very deep theological question that has many different facets that I think they could get away with, oh, this. And then people with, like, that emotional appeal go, oh, that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. you get a pass. Like, I understand why yeah, you're walking away. there's empathy to say, oh, yeah, I get it. It's a tough question. Like, yeah. And whenever, like, you get into the emotional topics or emotional situations, it's very hard to, like, try to correct people in yeah. a way. Because you want to validate them, you know? Like, if they're going through doubts or, or hardships, you want to be able to there or be able to be there and be their friend. Yeah. But you also, like, to be a true friend, you have to be there and let them experience that emotion, let them sit with it, but then come back and say, okay, but what's the truth? Yeah. You know, like, you might have this hard question, but there has to be an explanation. Yeah. Because if God is infinite and God is all-powerful and all-knowing, he's not too shaken up by this question. He wants to answer it. You know, this is something that I believe God wants people to shed more light on. And for those of you who might be listening right now and have had struggles with this question, we're excited that you listen. But if you've fallen away because this question wasn't able to be answered for you, I just want to, on behalf of whatever Christian influences you had on your, in your life that weren't necessarily able to answer, maybe they tried or they just didn't have the knowledge to, or they just maybe, mm-hmm. if you got brushed off, I just want to say sorry as, you know, servants of Jesus and, and Darian and I are missionary mobilizers, basically. Like, yeah. Like, we're in the ministry, right? So if you've been hurt in the ministry or from the ministry or you've been looked, this question has been looked over in your life, just from, like, from us, sorry for that. You know, we don't yeah. want to run from this question. We want to answer it and answer it in a way that's, that's um, integral. You know, we don't want to just, like, j- like, dumb it down and make it a s- small issue and throw it out the window. We want to be with you there and be like, yes, it is a tough question. Yes, it's hard. Like, let's, let's talk about it, you know? Yeah. And we want to be there with you in the difficulty and not just simplify it to make you feel dumb and then toss you out the door, you know? Yeah. We're not here to just tell you to have faith and kind of ignore your emotions and your questions and move on. That's why I started the podcast. Right. Right? So let's get into the beginning of this topic, right? So the very beginning, I think we need to start at is the the base, base, base level, right? We're not even first going to talk about the problem of evil, really. We're going to talk about 
does God exist? Can a God exist when there's evil in the world, mm. right? This is like the base question you have to ask. And we already actually a- answered it in the podcast at the very mm-hmm. beginning, if you were listening to yeah. uh, to us. When we're talking about atheists and that whole question, can God exist when there are bad things that happen in the world? You actually cannot have morality, a good or bad without the assumption of someone or something that gives a good or bad objectively. Right. So you can have societal morality. Um, this would be like we as a people uh, as a people decide this is wrong, this is wrong, and this is wrong. But it's not objective. It's subjective mm-hmm. to that people group, meaning it doesn't matter. It's just a couple people's opinions. And if someone else has a different opinion, then they are just as right as somebody else because mm-hmm. it's not objective. So, to have objective morality, meaning it is just a line that is always true for everybody. This is true morality, um, which, in, if you were to ask me, morality doesn't exist unless it's objective. Right. You have to have an objective standard giver, which is God. doesn't matter what God you believe in. There's lots of different religions that will infer morality. You have to have some sort of being that is objective to give an objective standard. Yeah. Like uh, Robbie Zacharias says, like if you have a moral law, you have to have a moral law giver. Yeah. And the idea with the, like the subjective morality, like in America, we we're talking about plastic and the plastic usage. Like America's like, oh, this is bad. Like wasting plastic and not taking care of the earth is bad. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, like that's a subjective morality thing, right? Like we as a society say this is bad. In Cambodia, they straight up burn their plastic. Like they just throw their plastic in giant heaps on the side of the road. And I know this because I was just in Cambodia for a month. It smells so bad. Oh my gosh, you don't even know. And like, I, you probably do, but it's just so it's so bad. You like you just walk down the street and there's like a ditch full of plastic and it's on fire. And part of me is like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Like, don't you know how to recycle? And the other parts of me is like, this is a different culture. They have a different subjective morality and they don't deem this as wrong, even though the science proves that it's not good for the planet. Right. Right. But I think. The objective morality, right? Like, overall, I would say majority of people say murder's wrong. Yeah. Except for that one guy I met in Greece. He's like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. He's honest. But he's come to that conclusion. He thought yeah. murder was wrong when he was growing up. Yeah, for he, sure. he was told that. Yeah, and I'm sure if he saw someone get murdered, he'd be like, oh, that wasn't good. Yeah, and he would, he'd probably switch his belief real quick if I tried murdering him. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, wait, this is bad. Why? You said, you, yep. you said it's not, you said it's fine. Yep. So, to have objective morality... There has to be a constant, and that yeah. constant has to be outside of humanity, or else if it's within humanity, then it's subjective. Yep. Because we have a creative being. Yeah. 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 It's very interesting. We would have a creative being, so we cannot, like by definition, be objective. We have to be subjective because we're a subject, mm-hmm. right? It's very, very interesting. So we want to go into now, since we we've inferred God exists, He has to exist if we believe in morality. Um, and to go back to morality for one second, if you don't believe God exists, you shouldn't actually be able to use the term good or evil. You should just have to say, oh, a thing happened. Like if you see a car crash happen and everybody dies, it explodes. Like, oh, that was a thing that happened that doesn't phase me at all. Right. Right? You could infer that there are emotions based off of a societal morality that you have. But I don't think that would be intellectually honest with yourself. Like, we can go all over the world and right. see that murder is wrong. We already talked about that. Like, even small, small things, like sex outside of marriage, like, or inside of a covenant, we know that that's wrong. Like, as a people. Sex outside of a covenant. covenant. Yeah, outside of a covenant. Like, when two people have committed to each other, and then one of them 
without the other one knowing, goes and cheats on the other one, we know that that's hurtful yeah. to the bond that they had. Like, that that doesn't have to be, like, hashed out or anything. We, we know that that's well, yeah, hurtful same to with, Same with stealing, right? Like, yeah. if you own something or your friend owns something and then someone else takes it without permission and doesn't give it back and steals it, you very much know, oh, man, like, that's not right. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I know it's not right. Yeah, you know, I think we as sinful people can come to unlearn those things a little bit, which is why there are certain societies that can be more lax or more extreme on different morals. And there's different people like that guy that you talked to that said Hitler did nothing wrong, mm-hmm. um, but that he was actually a good person can sort of uh, numb themselves to that part of their bodies. Right. But I think deep down they absolutely know that morals still exist. Well, he has to. He's like. Because well, his whole idea of morality was subjective, but, you know, like, he's like, whatever I do is for myself and my own personal gain is good, mm-hmm. right? So now he already used the word good, which means he has a sense of morality. He just thinks morality is flipping. So even though he thinks morality is subjective person to person, he still thinks morality is a thing because he thinks good and evil is a thing, mm-hmm. which he put himself in his uh, – he trapped himself to mm-hmm. say that good is a thing, but to say there's no God, he, he put – he, like, trapped himself, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So usually the next thing someone will say when we're talking to them, say we're talking to them about objective morality, as soon as we infer that there's God, they'll usually ask this sort of a question, right? And what I'm about to tell you is called the Euthyphro Dilemma, and it basically goes like this. There's two options. If there's a God, and he created, or there, there's a God, and there is morality, does God serve that standard of morality? So he looks outside of himself sees the objective standard of morality and gives that to us, or does he make up a standard of morality? So whatever he says is basically the law. And both of those options are not good options, and they're not true, actually. One would make God not God, because there would be something that's outside of God that's greater than him, which would make him a subjective being, and that standard would be God, right? And so the other one makes God arbitrary. It's just whatever he decides is good and bad is good and bad. And it's what he says. And he would be sort of a dictator or like a mean ruler because whatever he decides is just law. When in reality, the Bible teaches that God is the objective standard, mm-hmm. right? He himself, who he is, is the objective standard. Yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't make it up. He doesn't come from somewhere else. He is, in everything he is, good and love and absence right. of evil. So. Right. Him and his being is the standard of good and evil. Right, like he is... Or not evil, good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> As God, he is completely through and through infinite, right? But also, he's good. So if he's mm-hmm. good and he's infinite, he's never ceasingly good, which means he can never be bad. And the only thing that makes something bad is that it goes contrary to God. Yeah. You know, like we were, we were talking earlier in the week about the idea like, Good can't exist without bad, and like with duality, we're gonna get into mm-hmm. that. And I like what you said of like, well, you're, I'm gonna let you share because about like the whole analogy to like cancer and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll let you get into that later, but that is like the mo the best explanation I have for it, or that I heard from Derry. But it's like, uh, where was I going with this? Like, God is God, and uh, John Piper was talking about this. Like, he was saying the same thing. Like, God doesn't arbitrarily say this is good and this is bad. Yeah. Right? God didn't. Wake up one day and say, okay, murder's wrong, stealing's wrong, right. sleeping with anyone outside of marriage is wrong. He didn't just wake up and decide these things were wrong randomly. Yeah. God says they're wrong because they don't give life. Yeah. And God is good, and everything about God promotes human flourishing mm-hmm. and promotes life. So mm-hmm. anything contrary to human flourishing and life is bad because it's contrary to God's will. Yeah. Like, 
If you read the Bible, God's will is that humans would flourish and find fulfillment in Him. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's in Him is because He created us. Mm-hmm. The only place we can find our fulfillment is in the place where we were created to exist. And we were only created to exist within God's will. Mm-hmm. He created us and put us in a garden in His will. We're the ones that broke that and screwed it up and we got ourselves kicked out, right? Yeah. And so now we're trying to scramble and... and Find our, our like fulfillment and everything outside of that. And God's like, that's bad because it's not of me. Yeah. And anything of me gives life. So if it's not of me, it gives death. Yep. And that's that's really why things are bad. Things aren't bad because God woke up in the re- that side of the bed that day and decided, oh, yeah, let's make this bad and we'll make this bad. He said, yeah. no, it's bad because it's not promoting life. It's not leading to me. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. giving you fulfillment. And you know that in the depths of your heart, no matter how much you try to deny it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the question of the yin and yang of evil and good. It's it's what a lot of people infer as you can't have good without having evil. You can't have evil without having good. Like they're this yin and yang. When in fact, that's, I believe, a dilemma. It's false. It's a false dilemma, just like the Euthyphro dilemma. Yin and yang for good and evil isn't correct. I would say God being absolutely good can exist outside of there being evil. God doesn't need evil to show that he is good. He can be absolutely good without evil existing. A lot of people try to say, oh, but you, you won't know like what darkness is if you have never seen light or vice versa, right? And that's not true. That would make it a yin or yang. I absolutely know what light is without seeing the dark, right? right? Once I've seen the dark, I realize like, wow, the light is good, but I already knew the light was good. I didn't need the dark to show right. me that like how beautiful the trees were and, and how like awesome the ocean feels and seems and underwater, how beautiful the landscape is. I can see its beauty and completely enjoy it. Just because I've experienced darkness doesn't mean that that's beautiful. And like the absence of that is still so amazing. I don't need darkness to show me the beauty of the light. The light can totally exist without darkness and without ever experiencing darkness. Um, but it, it is a very interesting question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like uh, what we talked about the other week with it is like they like the yin and yang that he's talking about. It's like people say bad has to exist so we know good. Yeah, and and good has to exist because it contrasts bad. Like this is a circle, right? And the idea, and that I mentioned cancer earlier, is like your human body can exist without cancer, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So you that that's how it should be. That's yep. how God wants it to be, right? Yep. And you don't need to have to have cancer to know what it feels like to not have cancer. Yep. Right. If you don't have cancer, you don't have cancer. You're fine. Right. And so it's like the mm-hmm. bad is the cancer. The good can exist without the bad. The body can't exist without the cancer. Yeah. It doesn't work backwards though. So good can absolutely exist without evil. Light can exist without darkness, but darkness cannot exist without light. Right. And so, say with the analogy you're talking about with cancer. We can know what it's like not to have cancer without having cancer, mm-hmm. right? We just know we're free of it. Like, even if we didn't know it existed, we're like, oh, like, I feel good. I feel, like, natural and fine. Right. As soon as you get cancer, you're like, oh, this sucks. I have cancer. Like, this doesn't feel good at all, right? Yeah. But say your whole body is just cancer. There's no good anymore. It's all just cancer. That doesn't exist. You right. wouldn't be you, human anymore. Death. Yeah, it, it's literally just death. It can't, it can't still exist. It would only be bad, meaning it doesn't exist anymore. So you can't have evil without having good, but you can have good without having yeah. evil. And like cancer in the body, cancer feeds off the body, right? Yeah. So if you take the body away, cancer it can't exist. Yeah. Right. So if if you had cancer 
in, let's say, your lungs. And randomly, like, oh, we'll just we'll solve that cancer. We'll just take your body away. And the cancer will be by itself. <laughs> you just, a snap, poof, you're gone. Yeah. The cancer can't survive. It's right. dependent upon the body. Exactly. And it, it contrasts the body, right? And it contrasts going against what the body's made to do. Yeah. So bad cannot exist independently. Mm-hmm. Like, it's bad is dependent upon good because it goes against good. Mm-hmm. But yep. good is not dependent upon bad. Like, yep. good can exist independently of everything. Yeah. That's a great, great example. Good job explaining that. Thank you. Cool. So, we've, we've now established that we think God exists, right? Inferring that, yes, now we have a moral standard that everybody has to adhere to, or at least inherently knows from birth, right? We've inferred and kind of established both of those two things. We've talked a little bit about the nature between good and evil and why it exists, what we think morality is, that kind of stuff. Now let's get more into the actual question, the problem of good and evil, and we can start to talk about free will, suffering, and all of the the answers to why sort of bad things happen to good people, unfair things happen to people, why people's parents, brothers, sisters die, get cancer, why rape happens, why there's so much evil in the world, right? Yeah, because there's there's two sides of this question, like, of the problem of evil, there's, like, the moral evil, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, how can good God allow, like, genocide? And that's pretty easy to answer, which we'll get into with the free will explanation, what the psychologists call free will defense. Yeah. And we'll get into that. And then there's the, I think, a little bit harder to explain or, or harder pill to swallow with the suffering or freak yeah, accidents or definitely. natural disaster. Like, it's it's easy to explain why Hitler was allowed to kill so many people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it's harder to explain why God did not stop a hurricane from hitting Texas and killing that many people. Right. Being a place and a heart posture to say that even if God is behind this, I'm okay with it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people aren't okay with that. And even a lot of Christians, they don't want to think about the possibility that that God did do this, right? They want God to be their genie that's going to do everything for them. And Feels good. Yeah, feel good. Like, if you like it, then God likes it, and God's just going to be your genie that's going to validate you and everything. Yeah. Before we get into that, though, let's answer the easier question that we talked about first. Yeah. Right? So, the problem of why there's murder and rape and stuff like that. In mm-hmm. the right. Right. So, that's the free will defense. Yeah. Right? So... The the most basic explanation that you could give for this... Go to every time. Right. Like, anytime someone says, says something like, Hey, how come this happened? How come, like, God let my cousin get shot by gangsters or whatever? Yeah. Um, you can always say, well, here's the thing. Like, God is love, right? Mm-hmm. And so everything God creates comes from a place of love. And he wanted to create humanity as... A be- as, as beings, as a species that could understand that love, experience that love, and give that love back to God and other people. Mm-hmm. And the, in order to do that, you have to have free will. Yeah. Do you want to comment on more on that? Yeah. So if God is love and he created us for community, which is why there are so many of those sins that are sins against your fellow man, because it disrupts the community, right? God created us for community. And we can't truly love if we're robots, right? If God doesn't have good and he doesn't have evil, right? He just has good, then, I mean, sorry, that's not what I wanted to say. (laughs) If God just has like us stuck, we can only choose good, right? If he makes it so we can literally only choose that, then we no longer have free will. If Adam and Eve do not have the option to eat that fruit, then they do not have free will. They are literally robots that are forced to love God. And I think we can all understand that if you force someone to love you, it's not love. 
You're right. just a robot. Right. Like, you, you're not allowed... And we know this. You're not allowed to force people to love you. You can't... Like, guys, you can't kidnap a girl and lock her in your basement and say, you love me. You can't go anywhere. You're married to me. Like, yep. no, that's that's kidnapping. That's... You're a weirdo. That's, that's, yeah, you're going to jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you if can't you do caught. that. What's that? If you get caught. If you get caught. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so, God had to create a way where we had the option to love him. Right? Yeah. Like, if you had a kid... We're, we're both single, and so we're very far away from having kids right now. But So if you had a kid, right, and you, you told this kid, hey, I want you to clean your room. But for some reason, it was wired in their DNA that they had to clean their room every time you said it. Yeah. You would know in your heart that they're not cleaning their room because they love you. They're cleaning their room because they have to. Yeah. Right? And it's so much better when people choose to do things in service because they love you mm-hmm. as opposed to getting... Or, like, being just because they have to, right? Yeah. That's why I think it's part of the reason why I don't love birthdays is because people feel obligated to give me a gift or to say something, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, you don't actually mean that. Get out of here. But oh. if someone randomly gives me a gift, like, if it's a random day of the year yeah. and they just happen to stop by, hey, I, was, I saw this and I thought you'd like it, so I picked it up for you. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Like, that touches me because I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, you did not – you went out of your way and you thought, that's so nice. Thank you. Yeah. But it was my birthday and people give me a gift. It's like, hey, dude, it's your birthday. I'm like, okay, but – did you actually want to do... Like, I don't feel like you actually wanted to right, do Right, right, right. Maybe that's just me being cynical about birthdays. That's another topic, but, like... I don't know. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Um, so when we talk about free will, God has to give people the ability to sin, right? So that's the answer for why there's so much evil done by humans in the world, right? If God doesn't allow for the ability to sin enter the world, we don't have free will, which is why there are some people who choose to do evil instead of to do good, which is why we see so much evil in the world. Because as soon as that first person chose evil, the world became a different place, right? right? And that's what we call the fall, Yeah, right? And so with free will, you have, like like we said, choice. Unless you're a Calvinist, then you don't think that. Yeah, <laughs> five-point Calvinist. Yeah, if you're a completely five-point, seven-point Calvinist, then whatever. But um, Different topic. Yeah, <laughs> that's another week. <laughs> um, like, with free will, you're free to, it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. You can do good and you can do bad. But another thing that gets a little bit deeper, we can go this route, is to say, what do you want? Like, if you want God to end all evil, mm-hmm. where does, how, how much? Yeah. Are you going to say, like, God, stop all murder. Okay, God stops murder. Yeah. And he punishes it, too, because he's a just God, so he has to bring yep. his judgment, right? Yep. So it's like, okay, I stop all murder, and I make all the murderers die, like, cease to exist, because that's what they deserve. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, but God is impartial, right? So if he's going to judge one part of evil, he has to judge it all. Yeah. And that means... All Everybody. like what eight, all close to eight billion people. Yeah, everybody gets to get judged for the sin like, they've done. Everyone loves to talk about if God was so good, why wouldn't He stop evil? Until you point it back at them and say you're evil. Yeah, it's so funny. It's like that exact question is so funny to ask people because I think people don't think they're evil all right. the time. They're no. like, they're like, why doesn't God stop all evil? And then you can ask them the question like, well, why don't you assume that He might start with you? Like, <laughs> maybe he's gonna take you out first. Like, like you you're you're evil. evil. You've done some bad things. You're not like a perfect person. If you're standing before a judge and you've murdered someone, but you've also started like a million orphanages, 
he doesn't care. If he's a just judge that you've started all those orphanages, you got to pay for your crime. Right. So if you've done any amount of evil, no matter how small, you have to pay for your crime. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're in a just court of law, right, if the judge is not impartial, you have to pay for that crime. So no matter how small your crime is, no matter how, how like, small your sin is, you lied once, right? That's all the sin you've done. You're deserving of the punishment of that. Right. And the wages of sin is separation from God forever, death, yeah. right? And that's what's so good about the gospel. Yeah, and like God doesn't just like set like sin separates us from God, and it's not because God's like, oh, you stole a cookie when you were five. I can never be around you anymore. It's that like sin it, because God is so infinitely good to go against that in the minutest of ways is to go against God infinitely. Yeah. Right. You are, and he is a just God. He's a good God. He's a loving God. Mm-hmm. But being all that, he has to punish evil, and and that gets into another thing, like. When people say, why doesn't God stop all evil and judge evil? Why doesn't he do this? He will. That's the thing. Like, just because it's not happening right now doesn't mean it won't happen. Like, the, it's like God is all-powerful. God is all-good. And he, do, he will stop all evil. He will. Just he hasn't yet. And that's called grace. Yeah. And that we're talking about the gospel. Like, the good news of the gospel is that you're evil and you deserve death. So if you want God to stop all evil, he has to stop you. But the good news of the gospel is that Jesus took that punishment on the cross for you. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus died in your place. He was an innocent person. He was the only person in the world who mm-hmm. never sinned, which means to violate God's law. Fully God, fully man. Right. Like, he did nothing wrong, ever. He, mm-hmm. He's never messed up. Like, you get mad at someone cutting you off in traffic and swear. Mm-hmm. Jesus has never done that. And he was whipped, right? He was yeah. beaten. He was, he was beaten so much to the point where he was unrecognizable as a human. Yeah. And he hung down on the cross, and it says, For the joy set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. Mm-hmm. And, and the joy set before him is that people would have this opportunity to come into relationship with God. Yeah. And now yeah. if you had that relationship with God, on Judgment Day, when you stand before your Creator and he says, You're guilty, Jesus Christ stands in front of you if you have a relationship with him. And he says, No, he's not. I'm taking the punishment for him. He's washed white as snow. Right. I'll take that penalty. I agree with everything except I wouldn't say God would be the one to say you're guilty because the Bible talks about how Satan's the accuser of the brethren, right? So Satan, I think, is like hurling the accusations and God is like, he's covered under my, the blood of my son. Hmm, maybe. But, yeah, he's a judge and he's listening to both sides. You know, like the judge, because mm-hmm. in a courtroom, the judge isn't the one to say like, you did this, this, and this. It's like the, I don't know, not the defendant, the... Prosecuting attorney. Yeah, that guy. He's the one that brings it to the judge and says, yeah, the judge is like third party like Mm -hmm. observing right but it's like man that's the good news of the gospel is that all evil will stop just because it hasn't yet doesn't mean it won't yeah and moral evil we don't like it either we had to wrestle with it too like man like why did the guys i grew up with in my childhood like have to get shot i grew up in inner city like why do they have to do that why did that have to happen Mm -hmm. but it's like man i know at the end of the day that all evil at the at the end, when I, when I'm gone way way past like when I'm gone, we're gonna stand in front of God, the infinite judge of the universe, and He's gonna end evil. You mm-hmm. know, it's a promise, it's the hope almost of like of being a Christian is that we know that God is not ignorant to these mm-hmm. things. You know, He's gonna have His way and He's gonna bring judgment, mm-hmm. but He also would much rather forgive people. Yeah, because if He's gonna bring judgment, He's going to bring against everyone, which includes me and you mm-hmm. and the person who swears at a barista yeah. or like whatever. If He's just. But God would much rather bring mercy. And that's what he's doing by, by waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like in the Bible, in First Peter, he's, Peter says, do not regard lightly the promises of God. You know, he's like, he's, or the patience of God, right? Like God's being patient. He wants all to come to repentance. He's not, he's not just letting these things go by just 
willy-nilly, un- yeah. unaware. Like, he sees it, but he also understands that so many people are going to come to know him yeah. that he's given chance after chance after chance after chance. Yep. That's our job to go tell him. Yeah. That's kind of why we do what we do. Yep. So... Now we've, I think, sufficiently covered the problem of evil in itself, if someone asks you that question. But if you want, we can go a little further and talk about suffering and why there's suffering. And is it God's will that there's suffering? Is it God's will that there's not suffering? Mm -hmm. How does that work? Does God have two wills? Does he allow suffering? What do you think? Uh, I'd say let's let's go for it. Yeah. Now we're already, now we're in. What do you think about it, though? Oh, what do I think? Yeah. About the question? Yeah. It's, so like, does God allow suffering? Well, he, he obviously allows right. suffering. Or does he cause? Is, is he it, originator? Is it God's will? And I, it depends on how you define God's will. Right. What do you think on, is it God's will that suffering happens? Does that make sense? Right. Because in, in my opinion, I would say God does cause some suffering. We can clearly see mm-hmm. that outlaid in scripture, right? God yeah. makes people sick. God kills people. God orders genocide. God does lots of stuff like that. He always has reasons yeah. for that kind of stuff, right? He, everybody is a sinner. Everybody is worthy right. of death. So no matter what God does, he is still true to his nature. Mm-hmm. Everybody is deserving of and everything that, he gives. That's a, I like what you said. Like Everyone's a sinner. That's a big thing to recognize because it's very easy for us. Like Let's look at sin as cancer, right? Cancer mm-hmm. in God's will of the world. And we all have sinned, so we're all like this part of, well, if you're outside of Christ, you all, we're all sinners outside mm-hmm. of Christ. So it's, when you look at the Bible and see that God did order genocide on nations, you have to understand that he, in some cases, waited 700 years for them to repent. Yeah. And repent means to stop what you're doing and turn around, right? Yeah. He waited, for, he gave them 700 years to get it right, and he did it, and he finally said, okay, you're murdering your babies, yep. you're killing my people, you're killing others, you're... Raping you're, everybody. You're raping everyone. You're, you're, you're doing all these terrible things. So after 700 years of letting it go, God finally brings judgment and wipes out the whole nation. Right? Yeah, I would have done it faster. Right. And that's the thing. Like God is very patient mm-hmm. and he's very good. And, and this, when we recognize that we're all sinners, it makes us understand that anything God does to judge sin is not bad. Yeah. It's very easy for us to sympathize, per se, with the allegorical cancer. Like, yeah. to look at humanity and say, God, you're being mean because you're killing these people. But instead, look at it from God's perspective, that God created this world, and we're all screwing it up. Yeah. We're all, like, ignoring him, basically giving him the middle finger when we do what we want in sin. Mm-hmm. And we're saying, screw you, God. I don't care about what we, I know you created it. Thanks. But F you is basically what you're saying to God mm-hmm. when you sin willingly, right? And, and it's not unjust of God to punish that. And so, yeah, I do think that God does cause suffering in some cases, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know if I would go so far as to say sickness Mm -hmm. is, I think God can use sickness. I don't know if I would say God gives sickness. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think God ever, like, gives someone a terminal illness and lets them die, right? I don't, I don't, I see that against God's character because Jesus healed so many times. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, as far as there are like times in your life where you might have struggling with jobs or like, oh, I can't get a job or like, I don't know, this tree fell on my car or whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think those situational sufferings and natural disasters can be originated from God mm-hmm. because in, I think it's part of Isaiah. Is that what you pulled up just now? No, I was oh. just going to count on your point. In a oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> if, you, if you disagree, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because Isaiah does talk about like, he God is like, I am the one who causes good and evil but that word evil is also calamity which means like natural disaster yeah and, and so it's pretty outlined that god does cause those things right mm-hmm. and I, the reason i talk he's about he's not the originator of evil though to, no, no, to no. make it clear 
Right, yeah, he doesn't originate evil. He's not... Yeah. Would, he, can, he can use it. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, with... I think it's totally within God's nature and character to see... If you have an idolatrous mindset towards money, where you look at money as God, I can totally see God in his sovereignty and love causing you to not be able to get a job and causing you to go almost broke. Yeah. So you can, God can arrest your attention and say, Absolutely. I'm God. Absolutely. Right? And that's what I, what I, what I like to always explain, like... Because people see like, oh no, I'm not getting a job. It must be like, like I just got to go to spiritual warfare. Like Satan's attacking me. Which maybe, maybe. in some court cases, it could be spiritual warfare. You should pray into that. Yeah. But if you're an obsession of money or materialism, mm-hmm. it might be God trying to wake you up and say, that's not important. Yeah. I'm important. I'm important. Yeah. And, and so that's kind of my opinion. Go yeah. ahead and counter me. So to counter your point that God doesn't give terminal diseases, um, there's this Bill Johnson meme that I thought was hilarious. Um, I don't care You're what you think. Me with the meme? I don't. I don't care like what you think about like Bethel. I mean, I care, but like, <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say. Like, whether or not you think they're good or they're bad or they're in between, um, I'm just gonna read this meme. And so it's a picture of Bill Johnson, and he's teaching, and he said, "You can only give what you have. God is not sick. He cannot give sickness." And then right below, you said that. I know. Right below is Second Chronicles. Um, 21, oh. <laughs> 18, it says, And after all this, the Lord struck him in his bowels with an incurable disease. <laughs> and so there's lots of times, even like David's uh, David's son, right, with Bathsheba, mm-hmm. God caused him to die because of his sin. That's true. Right? God, true. I think, has a lot of times caused people to die because of sin in the Bible. He uses what people deserve, right, to teach them lessons all the time. And we could get mad about it. All we want, but he's being fair and absolutely just in what he does. And if you disagree with me or or whatever, that's totally fine. It's not a, a salvific issue, I don't think. But it's Can you it's, explain salvific. It's what I see in scripture. So a salvific issue would be we disagree on what the Bible says about salvation, right? So Jesus is salvation. What he's done is the gospel and is salvation. And say you disagreed on the deity of Christ. You don't think that God on earth, Jesus Christ is fully man and fully God, you think he's just man, then he cannot be our salvation because he's not God dying for our sins, right? He would just be another man, Mm -hmm. right? Does that make sense? He has to be fully God and fully man. So that would be a salvific issue. If you disagreed on something that hinders salvation or what salvation is, that's where we get split off into cults, right? right? Off of the main branch of Christianity. But this issue is a non-salvific issue. Right, you're not going to go to hell if you disagree. Yeah, that's where we get all the different... Like factions of the church, right? We get charismatics, and we get Foursquare and Lutherans, and we get all kinds of different kind of stuff. Foursquare, right? interdenominational. Like four nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I know people go to Foursquare in churches. I think that's where we get all that kind of different stuff, right? So these are non-salvific issues. This is a non, for the most part, salvific issue where you can think something else. If you don't want to believe that God can cause people to get sick and use that for His glory. I would say read the Bible, but you know <laughs> that's you, an interesting verse. I didn't know you can disagree existed. with these stories in the Bible of of Bathsheba, Bathsheba and David, and this story in Second Chronicles. Um, I'm okay with that. It's not a salvific issue. I'll still be your friend and love you, no matter what you decide. But this is just what I read in Scripture. Um, maybe there's someone who there is a nice way to say. Oh, their you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what the Bible says, man. I guess God does give sicknesses in certain cases. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah, I guess, yeah, I can see that. It's just, I, I think if we, time. right, I think if we do that, uh, peop, what people hear, so we might say, God can, mm-hmm. and what people hear is, God does every time. And it's yeah. like, no, that's not, yeah, hear yeah. what we're saying. Slow down. Hear, hear what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so, that's fair. Yeah. I would never be like, I wouldn't, if I had a sickness, be like, oh no, I sinned. What did I sin? Why has God given me the sickness to punish me, right? I have never done that in my life. Really? No. Sometimes I do. I know that's like a big thing that a lot of people go through, and a thing that people counsel people in sometimes. And while I don't disagree that God can definitely do that. I would say 99% of the time that's not what happened when you get a cold, right? right? Usually if I get a cold, I'll analyze what I was doing around the time right before I got a cold. Like, oh, was I out late and it was it was cold outside and I was mm-hmm. not layered up correctly? Or did I eat a bunch of sugar and then be around a sick person, therefore my immune system was compromised, yeah, right. yeah. But if I see no reason for me to be sick and I'm sick, I'm mm-hmm. just like, is the devil trying to get at me right now? Yeah. Like, I'll fight. We can go with spiritual warfare. But. Yeah. The last thing I go to is God has given me this to bring himself glory somehow, right? Or to teach me something. No matter what, whenever God uses suffering or any kind of disaster, it's always to bring himself glory and to teach humans lessons. Like yeah. valuable lessons that we absolutely could not learn right. if we didn't have that suffering. Yeah. Right? Like I just had um, surgery last December on my shoulder. And I tore my labrum in 2016, and I lived with it for two years. I didn't know it was torn. And then I remember when we were in Thailand, that's when I figured out. I was like, oh, shoot, I got to go get this checked out because I can't lift anything, really. Um, and I remember I was sitting there, and people were like I, – I, I go to uh, – back home, I'm from I'm from a more, of, I guess, charismatic background. Yeah. And I would consider myself charismatic, just not hyper-charismatic because that gets really wacky. Yeah. But I'm definitely more on the charis- – I'm like a doctrinal charismatic, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, seatbelt. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm a charismatic with a seatbelt, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I definitely believe in speaking tongues and prophesying, and if like, you want to sprint around during worship because you're just, like, so happy. Like, I've seen people who sprint around. Yeah. And I've seen demonic manifestations, and I'm like, it's like, I'm what you would consider charismatic, but just not to the extreme of some people where they're like... Brain angels. Right, brain like angels that. getting a vision, like, or, like, every single worship service, you have to always have a word from God in it, like... Yeah. I'm like, okay, guys, we can... We're, we Calm can down wor- a little bit. We can worship God without having... Without... We can worship God and have no word of knowledge and it still be worshiped to God. Yeah. Like, it's I, praise to him. It's about... Yeah, like, worship is not for us. Yeah. Like, it's not... It helps us, but it's not for us. Yeah, I totally agree. And so, I'm well, definitely not hyper-charismatic, but I'm more charismatic than most people. Yeah. And I think more than I let on. Like, I don't think... I think people would be kind of surprised. Like, oh, you're charismatic? Mm-hmm. I think but, me too. Yeah. Um... We're like micro charismatic, <laughs> but anyways, like I was pray- I was like praying and meditating on this idea, like, hey, I know my shoulder can be healed. Because the funny thing is, I tore my labrum before I came to do my first school in YWAM, mm-hmm. and a, like a month or two, or a month slash two weeks before I came out, I was in a worship service and they were praying for healing, and someone prayed for my shoulder. Instantly, it was healed. Like, like I could not lift it past ninety. And to worship God, I had to, like, keep it down. Uh-huh. And then they prayed for it, and I had full mobility, full rotation. Like, it didn't hurt, no pain. Miraculous. I still have the video, I think, up on – yeah, it's on Facebook. You can go back and see uh-huh. my, like, testimony video about it. Like, healed on the spot instantly. Two months go by. I'm at YWAM. I'm getting cocky about working out, and I do an upright row, and I go past the 90-degree mark, which is terrible, high impingement yeah. risk. And just – I tear it again. And I didn't know that I tore it until mm-hmm. two years later. And I really believe God was, like, deciding, like, Ethan, I'm not going to heal you miraculously this time because I want you to have this time at home to rest before you go into this next season because it's going to be crazy. Interesting. And, like, I told, like, people, like, hey, can I pray for you? I was like, hey, yeah, go for it. I always accepted prayer. Yeah. But it never got healed instantly. Yeah. And, 
And then I think they try to, like, I don't know if... I don't want them to feel bad, like, dang, do I not have enough faith? Because that's also, like, a... That's a scary place to be, right? Like, if you grow up in a hyper-charismatic world, if you don't see a miracle... The idea, the assumption is, oh, if you didn't have enough faith. Yeah. Right. So and, you're sinning, basically, right. if they don't and get healed. that's like a really, that's a really messed up thing to put on someone else. Yeah. Right? Like, you're not, that's so you did guilt. nothing wrong just because, just because I didn't heal doesn't mean that you're a bad Christian. Yeah. Right. And so I kind of, I don't want people to feel bad, like, oh no, like, he didn't get healed, therefore, like, I had to go back and ask God why, like, am I doing something wrong? Like, no, dude, you're fine. Like, keep loving God, keep glorifying Jesus, you're good. Yeah. Like, and I do tell people, like, look, God has told, like, God has made it clear to me. He didn't tell me, like, Ethan, it just was, I had this understanding at one point, like, God's not healing me right mm-hmm. now in this miraculous way because he wants me to sit at home. And, and it was great. Like, I got to spend an extra three months at home. I went yeah. from spending three months at home to six months at home. And I asked God for time to be at home around the holidays because I hadn't been home in the holidays for, like, two years. Yeah. And God gave me double that. Like, I was so grateful. Mm-hmm. And... It's been a, it's been a great year. Like it's nothing's gone to plan, but we started a podcast and yeah. that like super fun. Like if this is the only benefit from me having to stay home for six months, I'm stoked. Yeah. And so it's been um like with that people will be like I don't know how I got onto this topic. Oh, like does God like heal every time? Yeah. No, he doesn't. Yeah, I don't think so either. You, I don't think any logical. But so Christian, many people. No, but so many people uh, do. No, but if you're really gonna bring it to the end of the logic, dude, like yeah, but I I I promise you. To everybody listening, you could go to mm, 90, maybe more percent of YWAM bases and probably churches and ask, hey, is it God's will to heal every single time? And everybody I've talked to says yes. Majority of people. Yeah. Majority of people believe yes because they feel like it's outside of God's character to not let someone go on in their sickness, right? You know what the funny thing is, though? There's a whole book in the Bible about this. (laughs) Job. Yep. <laughs> like, I wish people would just read the Bible. It's not that hard. Uh, they only read the parts they want, dude. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> even, even if you go outside of just the Bible, right? We're just going to talk scientifically real fast. Yeah. Okay? Say... Wait, we're Christians. We don't do that. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Science and the Bible can't coexist. <laughs> so say just scientifically, there would be nobody to die from natural causes ever. Because yeah. if it was God's will to heal every time, that means everybody would be getting healed every time if you got faith. So if, like, in their logic, in someone who believes that you get healed every time, and if you believe that, I'm sorry, we're kind of making fun of you a little bit, but, <laughs> but it's, well, we don't mean to. We don't want to make we you, love you. We don't want to make you feel bad. We love you, right? We're just trying to explain this, and it's a little bit funny to us. I'm sorry I'm laughing. Okay. So, so I'm just going to explain what I think you believe really fast, okay? <laughs> I'm explaining what I think I'm so, you believe. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Okay, dude. Okay, it's the okay. first episode. People are gonna hate us. Yeah. So, so this is this is what happens, right? If you think God heals every single time, no one would ever die from natural causes because no one actually just dies from natural causes. People die from getting older. Their immune system starts to break down, and then they get a simple disease that ends up killing them one day, right? So, mm-hmm. from someone who believes you would get healed every time, if you have enough faith, all you gotta do is find someone who has enough faith always to heal and that person would never die or whoever they pray for would never die right which isn't what we see in the world today right we see people dying every day i don't know anybody who has lived forever or is more than like a hundred and a few years old yeah right right that's just not what we see naturally in the world today no one would die of natural causes because there are no natural causes it's just people's immune systems breaking down and them getting small diseases and dying yeah or like if you really if you truly believed that 
God will heal everyone all the time. Every time you pray, if you are in that, in that sect, which if you are, I love you. I'm not going to like go up to you. I'll, I disagree with you, but yeah. I'm not going to like. I'll still do ministry with you right. for sure. I'll still go evangelize. I'll pray for the sick. That's the thing. I will always pray for people to be healed. I'm never going to not do that, right? Yeah, we're if not it, cessationists. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm not going to break. My faith's not going to break over it. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you truly believe that it's God's will to heal all the time, you should quit your job and be in a ho- every hospital you can find and go every room you can do and just pray all you oh my gosh and then if that was the case I think everyone would be a Christian hopefully yeah hopefully that would be nice but I mean I've heard testimonies of people going to hospitals and praying for people and then like the hospitals like every, people get healed and leave the hospital yeah it's like, awesome. when the first missions trip I took to the Philippines we went to a hospital and we prayed for a whole like section of the hospital and just prayed for God's healing blessing didn't see any crazy miracles Went back the next day to do the same thing, and the place was empty. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone went home, and we're just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. How good is God? That's super cool. Right? Yeah, I've seen lots of stuff like that happen, too. It's like, awesome. Yeah, so we definitely believe in miracles. We just think people take it to the extreme, right? Like, yeah. you, there has to be a balance. Yeah. So, yeah. that's just where we land. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about on this topic, or you want to close this out? Um, I guess we just recap uh, for, the, uh, for the logical side of the problem of evil. Mm-hmm. Like there's the free will defense. We talked about that. God allows yep. free will because God wants love and mm-hmm. he loves us and can't, he respects that. You can't have morality without having a God. Right. And then the the more emotional, I think, triggering part is the – or maybe not. I think that, yeah. The suffering, the natural disasters, earthquakes, all that stuff. Yeah. Like um, I did want to actually comment one more thing. Um, I was watching a John Piper's like, sermon jam mm-hmm. and he was talking about that, like natural disasters and tornadoes and whatnot and hurricanes and – all that good stuff. And he said something like, all this is a result of a fallen world. Mm. And it's very, it's a perspective I've never heard in my life, but mm. it helps me and it gives me a lot of understanding, right? Like when we see earthquake, like, cause when, when we said the fall, right? Adam and Eve sinned, humanity mm. fell. In Romans, it talks about how God subjected the whole world to sin. Mm-hmm. So that even the effects of sin, it goes beyond the soul of the human being. It goes beyond the body of the human being and extends even to creation itself. So when we see hurricanes and forest fires and the Amazon raging right now and, and tornadoes destroying communities and typhoons wiping out thousands of people, we're supposed to see that stuff and look at it and say, this is a metaphor for what sin does to me. Mm-hmm. As much as sin destroys the world, or, or yeah, like natural disasters destroy the world and mm-hmm. we hate it and we want to stop it. That should be my attitude towards sin. I should look at sin and say, it's trying to kill me. I hate it. I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. And it was like a very sober thought. I've never thought about it. Like it's a, mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much bigger than me. Like even God is using even nature to show the message of the gospel. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And it, it's amazing. Yep. And like, you can tell, I pray against storms and stuff like that. We live in Hawaii. Like we pray against We pray against hurricanes like that. Yeah. But it's like, man, to see that and be like, that's what sin does to me. I don't want that. I'm going to go to Jesus. Right. So yeah. that's just like, kind of can be a mirror for our souls, I guess. Cool. But that's, that's the last thing I want to say. Yeah. Well, as we're wrapping us up, we just want to say, if you didn't agree with us today, we love you. That's totally fine. If you didn't agree, me and Ethan don't agree on so many things that I'm sure we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah. We didn't agree a little bit on this podcast and it was awesome. It yeah. was a great podcast and we had a really fun time. If you want to know anything more about our thoughts or what we said so far on this podcast, please feel free to message us on Instagram or like on our phones. I think we have our phone numbers up on there or our email, whatever you want to we do. We don't have our phone numbers up on there. I, would, I won't put my phone number up. Okay. You, you, can, you can email our business email. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not getting my personal <laughs> stuff. <laughs> if you're our friends, and I think, I think most of you know us and have our phone numbers, you can message us. 
um, on any social media, on our personal accounts. But we would like to keep uh, this podcast stuff on this podcast account. So right. maybe DM us on Instagram or email us at things you don't hear in church pod at gmail.com yep. and we'll love to talk to you about any responses you have any things you disagree on even if you just want to voice your opinion and you don't want to have a conversation we'd love to hear your opinion if you want to have a conversation we'd love to have a conversation with you if you have any thoughts anything you think we should do on our next podcast any topics you want to talk about whether randomness cultural or our main topic of the day please dm us email please. us we'd love to hear from you yeah and uh, don't forget to review and rate us on iTunes. We're finally live on iTunes, Google, Spotify, yep. all your iHeartRadio, if you use that. Uh, don't know who, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're, all, we're on all your podcast um, platforms. So like us, uh, give us five stars mm-hmm. if you love us, help us. The, the more ratings and, st- and, and, and reviews we get, the more, uh, I guess, publicity you could call it, mm-hmm. we get. And which brings more people to listen to the podcast. And that's kind of like, we're not doing this for numbers, but the more people that hear, hear the gospel, right? And, and, and that's always the end goal is that we want God to be glorified. So yeah, like this, review it, share it with your friends, leave a comment. Um, and if you don't like it, keep it to yourself. Yep. I'm just kidding. There's a, a podcast I, I, I listen to that says that. <laughs> All right, we've come to our last segment of the day. The jokes. The jokes. To kind of leave this, like, Like heavy topic we've been talking about. (laughs) So heavy. We would like to finish with a couple jokes. I want to go second. You want to go second? Okay. I'm really happy I found this joke on the way in here, and I am fairly ashamed (laughs) to read it, honestly. I'm not kidding. It was the first one that I found. Um... Not happy about this joke, but I didn't have time Is to, it find, to find anything else. No, it's not okay, offensive. Okay, it's just lame. It's not offensive. It's just super lame. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just super bad. I honestly am so ashamed to read this right now, but, <laughs> but here we go. Okay. Please don't laugh at this joke first up. Wait, it's a joke I'm supposed to laugh at? No, don't laugh at it. It's oh. not going to be funny. Okay, ready? So this is a person talking to God and God talking back to them, right? It's a sort of story. It says, Joe asked God, how much is a penny worth in heaven? God replied, one million dollars. Joe asked, how long is a minute in heaven then? God said, one million years. Joe asked, for a penny? Oh, sorry. Joe asked for a penny. I can't read. (laughs) Joe asked for a penny. God said, sure. One minute. (laughs) (laughs) That's so bad. That's so lame. Mine might be worse. I'm I'm so sorry. Okay. I actually like that. That was clever. It's funny. I'm so sorry. Mine's... You might be like, okay, Ethan. It's not offensive. It's just really okay, short okay. and lame. Okay. I think it's hilarious. It was like the third joke I... No, second or third... Yeah, second or third joke I read at lunch today. Mm-hmm. Okay. I invented a new word. Okay. Plagiarism. Uh... <laughs> did you know? <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> did you make that up or did you just no, find I, it? No, I read it. Nice. I, I found it. Nice. I wish I made that up. That's so good. That's a great word. Good job, good job inventing it. I'm sure some people yeah. have never heard it before. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm kind of a genius. Wow, you're really smart. Yep. I, I mean, I listened to this whole podcast so far, and I think you're pretty smart. Yeah, dude, I mean, I think I'm pretty smart. I graduated high school with a 2.7 GPA. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Nice job, dude. That was before I cared about life. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you guys for listening. If you got this far, oh my gosh, thank, thank you so you much. So much. We'd love to do these podcasts. Literally, we look forward all week to recording our podcasts. We love studying, researching for these topics, 
getting up to date on everything, talking about the news, talking about culture, talking about just random stuff like Star Wars. Oh, yeah. We love doing it. It's so exciting for us having these conversations. And just to think that people like listening to us, I don't know if I believe it yet. But Me neither. Actually, like, listen to us, like, Thank you for there's the... probably nobody listening at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you say what we want. Yeah. Thank you for those ten or less people who got this far. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening to us. And we love you. Yeah. Um, Alright. There it is. Let's go. Alright, peace Adios, out, guys. Amigos. See you next Saturday. Love you. Bye.